Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Terak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Leeson. Hello, everybody. Patrick Ramsoy. Good morning. Paul Good morning. Sanders. Hello. Dwayne McKinnon. Good morning. And our producer Gavin's online, even though he's not fiddling with any dials or knobs. Well, he yep, that's me. <laughs> uh, we're doing another uh, remote recording because um, it's almost Christmas time. Uh, this is our, our final recording of the year. Um, maybe we'll do like a little year recap for what we've been up to. Um, let's let's do uh, a let's year just... Yeah, just like a year. Right, the year in told recap. Should have warned us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I haven't prepared what I did over the year. Listen, we're coming up to Christmas. It's a year-end type of thing. This is our last recording before Christmas breakdown or shutdown. And uh, why wouldn't you prepare something for your what you've done over the last year? Because we only do what we've done over the month. <laughs> well, fine. Let's get right into oh, segment no. one, our weeks slash month in the hobby. Um, so we're actually doing a pretty good job keeping up to our one a month every three or four yes, weeks recording schedule. It's actually coming out once a month, though. Uh, it is. Um, I actually just released the uh, October episode yesterday, and the November episode right. comes out next week. <laughs> so, uh, I, I haven't made up a, a post on Facebook, no. You should do that. Uh, I should, but I I, really I, always, I always get lazy with uh, with uh, the It the doesn't posting. take long. It, so, just makes... it, it really sounds like our November episode should be our year in review one. Well, our uh, the, the thing is, I'm going to have, have this last episode also released uh, probably on the 31st. So uh, we're going to have three episodes coming out this month, uh, basically one week apart, and that will get us caught up in the, into the new year. And then starting in January, we're going to keep to a very tight schedule. Hello, Future Dev here. Uh, so that obviously didn't happen uh, because you're listening to this at the end of January as opposed to the end of December. But honestly, as soon as uh, this episode gets out, the next episode to be edited will be the January episode. That will come out hopefully within a week or two, hopefully one week, and then we'll be caught up and then back to the, the tight cadence. When we record the February episode, it will be out by the end of the month. That's the new plan. Anyway, back to the show. Is, will there be a Are we? Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm going to take this opportunity for on the record to bug Dev about getting my interviews up. Uh, I still don't have all of the uh, the the recordings. Okay, that's weird. I could have sworn I shared the entire folder with you, but okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, just just send me a link uh, to to the folder that you've that you shared them in, and uh, I'll take them down from there, and and then I'll work on those in the probably over the Christmas holiday. Um, I've got the whole week off between Christmas and New Year's and, and we'll put them up over that. Oh, well, that's nice. It's good to have time off. Yeah. And time off is nice. For the first time in a long time being paid for it too. It's really nice. This is, yes, definitely, definitely nice. All right. What have you guys been up to? We'll start. Well, whoever wants to start can start. We'll, uh, we're, we're doing well, a much more free form format now. Well, there is Wayne's also... uh, unlimited time, so maybe right. he should start. Sure. Yeah, actually, I have some good news there. My friend's flight was pushed back, so my time is not as limited as it was. Nice. Oh, well, that's good. Well, so... isn't that funny how somebody's flight being pushed back is good news? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the one dealing with the flight. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just transportation to get them there. So, <laughs> uh, 
you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, it's been relatively quiet. Uh, big thing with me the past little past few weeks was uh, Doctor Who. So uh, right, the new the, Doctor came out. Yeah, so the the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials, starring David Tennant and Catherine Tate, uh, have all aired on Disney Plus. That's the uh, big new partnership, the BBC and Disney Plus. And you know, I'm not an expert, but I think it's fairly safe to say that there's uh, more money involved, and the production values have gone up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the new set for the TARDIS is ambitious, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I will say that the third special has a bit of a twist. It'll be interesting to see how that ultimately works out. Um... But yeah, no, seeing Tennant and Tate back in their roles, uh, genuine pleasure. Uh, Russell T. Davies continues to be one of the best Doctor Who writers ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so yeah, no, a lot of fun. I am really looking forward to the Christmas Day special uh, on the 25th. Uh, I think this this new guy Shudi Gatwa is he's got potential. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it. That's good. So, and you know it's been fun to watch you know certain pinheaded elements of the internet lose their mind over him. So, <laughs> yeah, the same ones that the... lost their mind over the last Doctor. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I don't know, for some reason, uh, the fact that the new Doctor is black and gay is a problem for some people. Uh, go figure. You know, I, I mean, these are folks who obviously miss the fact that uh, Davies is gay, and hence there have been themes from the beginning with Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> going through all of it so yeah you know but like it's like like is that it's just fun sometimes to watch the internet lose their minds um and uh, on the fun side of things uh because madeline got into good omens amazon prime uh threw up doctor who as a suggestion uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, all the doctors from Eccleston through to Capaldi are available as part of Basic Prime. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Hmm. So uh, she started watching the Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who, and for the first couple of days, she's telling me, I like it. I have no idea what's going on, but I like it. <laughs> And I've heard going, yeah, uh, that was kind of the point with the Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who. Uh, you weren't supposed to know what was going on. You were supposed to learn as you go. Um, so she's now actually into season six, which is the 
second season with Matt Smith. I I did like Matt Smith as Doctor Who. Tenet was good too, but I think my favorite might be Matt Smith. So I've I've been I haven't been watching a lot with her, but I've been enjoying the conversations and the trip down memory lane. Nice. So yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a cool more... when your kid gets into the the kind of stuff you're into. Yeah. So. A little more watching than usual. Um, I'm also slowly making my way through Grimm season six, which is the final season. And uh, that's what your third rewatch? No, no, this is just one long extended rewatch because <laughs> I don't watch a lot at a time. Of that. You know, uh, I'll watch an episode and then maybe three days will pass and I'll watch another episode. Gotcha. But uh, no, really good. Reminds me that I've got a bunch of stuff that I haven't watched yet, though. Like, Wheel of Time Season 2. Season 1 was good. See, I should get around to watching Season 2. I didn't hate Season 1, but it's been probably 20 years since the last time I read any Wheel of Time. So I, I mm -hmm. don't know if I'm just misremembering the things that people are upset about or if, if it actually isn't an issue. Because I've yeah. heard everyone, I mean, like, everyone's losing their mind about how terrible it is and how they're changing characters and arcs and stuff. And I, because it's been so long, I, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, I only, I only have one complaint about Wheel of Time, the show, and that is, uh, they gave Perrin a wife. And immediately killed her off. Yeah, so there's actually, um, there's actually a reason for that. Uh, Perrin is a pacifist, and in the books, I, I just saw an, an article about why they did this. Uh, Perrin is a pacifist, and the reason he's a pacifist um, doesn't get brought up in the books until, like, midway through the second book. And they, they didn't think people would be able to understand his reasoning for the pacifism. So they gave him a wife and had him kill her to show yeah. how he fears his strength. Yeah, and I I would have preferred if they just stuck with the original reason and that. The original reason is simply Perrin's a blacksmith. Right. He's a big man. He's immensely strong. Yep. And in, in the original books, it's just like he... I think it's like a conversation... Uh, with Egwene, where she asks him why he doesn't fight, and he tells her about a fight that he got into mm -hmm. not long after he started his apprenticeship. And, you know, it left the guy with no teeth, basically. You know, he did, he did a lot of damage. He didn't kill the guy, but he did a lot of damage. And... You know, his his mentor took him aside after that and explained, you know, this is why we don't get into fights. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I found, you know, um, I am a fan of uh, Gail Simone's original article, Women in Refrigerators. I'm not a big fan of introducing a female character and immediately doing something to her. <laughs> to affect like the male character right. it just doesn't work for me anymore <laughs> so the whole uh 
You know, especially because they went so far as he killed her. I mean, really? What the hell? You know, like, yeah, it, yeah, too much, too much. Other than that, I like the show. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the new season. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And then they just dropped uh, Reacher season two. Yep. Yes. I literally started I never, watching that today. It's not the full I, season. I didn't get a... Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dev, you're watching a show when it hasn't dropped fully? Oh, I didn't realize what? it hadn't all uh, fully dropped, no, I, which is why I started watching it today. It's only on season... Uh, uh, so three or four, and I think three right now. Oh, that fucking pisses me off. Yeah, they're they're going to break it up into three, I think two or three chunks. I fucking hate these yep. people so much. Yeah, but I never got around. To, I never got around to watch to finishing season one. Okay, um, so you got you have time. Although it was it was quite it was quite good. Like what I'd seen of it was quite good. Um, I've read Killing Floor, the book that season one is based on and pretty good adaptation in my opinion you know and uh alan richings um uh, is quite good as reacher which, yeah he, he actually you know, fills in the character the way he's written as opposed to a small um, little guy yeah but runs a lot so so having never read the books i thought the reacher movies were fantastic and I have no problem oh, with Tom Cruise playing oh, no, the I, I, I have read the books. I've read at least half a dozen of them. And I loved... I, well, I never actually saw the second one. This, the second one is not I've, as good. No. I've been meaning to. But the first one... I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's completely true. Uh, Tom Cruise is not a physical match to the character in any way, shape, or form. Right. But the writing was good. Oh, what? It just should not and Cruz, and Cruz's attitude, as Reacher, like personality-wise, everything mm -hmm. was dead on. I mean, the bar fight in Reacher, in Jack Reacher, where Cruz explains exactly what he's going to do to this group of guys who have decided to pick a fight with him was you know i i don't think it was straight out of the books but it could have been right it's the type of thing that reacher would do it just and he's not reacher it should have been like if it had been a different name i could have said accepted yeah. it yeah it, but, so Pat, are you a big fan of the yeah. Reacher books? Like, have you have you gone through and read them? I haven't read them all, but um, I do enjoy. Like I said, though, it's but it's, you're but you're familiar with the character. I'm familiar with the character, yeah. And okay. Tom Cruise, like the Tom Cruise movie, is good. I have no problem with it. Like, I like it as as a movie. It's well done. Like, yeah, like Dwayne says it's well written, mm -hmm. well acted. It's just not what Jack. Re but the thing is, though, again, most people haven't read the books. So right. They had no idea that Jack Reacher is supposed to be this monstrosity of a man right and the and the reason that see the, and this is where the difference is tom cruise is a small guy so they underestimate him for what he can do physically right the reverse is true for reacher he's such a big guy they underestimate him for his intelligence right, right? and yeah. that's where the interplay comes through is because he's so big they know he's a they're, they're you know oh yeah he can fight but they don't think he's smart because he's just so big yeah he's just a big right? dumb brute yeah 
and that's where I like like I said the the Jack the Tom Cruise one works because he's underestimated because they're like you're a tiny little guy you can't do very much mm-hmm. you know it, it's just it's like I said that yes the the Reacher TV show gets it better for sure for this you know for what he is still enjoy the Tom Cruise movies like still watch them they're especially that you said the first one's better than the second mm-hmm. uh, and just the detective work they do through it actually again shows the intelligence of the character right but um, but yeah so I do need to get around to like finishing season one eventually and uh, checking out season two I do like the uh, people doing I was like the did you how far up in season one are you I don't know third or fourth episode so so he's, he's had, oh, has, has he gone to prison yet? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. So, so that that prison <laughs> was... scene is my favorite thing I think in almost all of television. When right. when the guys come into his uh, his cubicle, not cubicle, his cell, and uh, and he sets them straight. Fuck, I absolutely love that scene. Well, what's the scene afterwards? Yeah. Where the shower. Oh, the shower. Yeah. The shower yeah. scenes well, that, good too. Yeah, I think I think that's like what second episode. Something uh, like that, that prison, that prison scene. It might uh, might be third. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gone through the interview with the detective, right, from Harvard. Yes. And see, that's yeah. another which shows his intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, so you've quit smoking because you're. I could feel your leg twitching. You know, <laughs> you're, you're obviously you're yeah. either married or divorced or wife's dead because of their thing and all. Like, yeah. Also, just, you know, having having read the books, that's a little more Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Than Jack Reacher. Well, but uh, trying to show in a short amount of time like how sharp he is and how he can pick up on clues. I, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's compression for television, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know, yes, definitely, definitely employing some shorthand to go. Yeah, this is a very smart guy. Yes, and that. Um, I, I just like but, the first one. But, go, but going, but going back to the movie, oh, yeah. one of the things I absolutely love on the movie was when reacher gets to the point where he realizes oh crap this guy's innocent mm-hmm. he doesn't want the guy to be innocent he wants the guy to like go away for the rest of his life but he realizes no you know like given this guy's capabilities and how the only thing he's got going for him is his training he would have never done things this way. Yeah, and I love how Ever. the particular in that is. So why did he pay for the parking meter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's you like, know, and why? <laughs> like that so, was. And, and, and the and the bullet in the slushy mm-hmm. machine. Yeah, yeah, perfectly <laughs> like, preserved. You know, it's like really. Yeah. Yeah, and and then. I especially loved it because the guy wakes up at the end of the movie and the lawyer asks him, okay, how would, how would you have done this? You know, if, if you were responsible, how would you have done this? He and exactly. he lists off everything that Reacher says the guy should have done mm-hmm. as opposed to how it was actually done. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that was good writing. It was it was definitely good writing, and I, I enjoyed that. But um, but yeah, I haven't been out uh, to the movies at all, really. Oh, well, 
I mentioned last time. I'll just mention once again uh, the Marvels. Yeah. Really um, don't don't believe any of the negative crap you're hearing. You know, don't believe that uh, this movie deserves to have the lowest box office that Marvels had. No, no. This is a good movie that was released at the wrong time and with crap marketing. Yep. Same as Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue yeah. Beetle, Blue Beetle was, was a great. super, super fun movie. But sometimes like they're saying it came out at the wrong same as the Marvels. It came out at the wrong time. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, of... like, if if they could have had those three women out there hitting the talk show circuit, preferably together, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, to show off the absolutely fantastic chemistry the three of them have in that movie and that, I think it would have made a difference. But, I mean, like, they released it the day before the strikes ended. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and because of the strikes, couldn't talk about it. You know, I mean, like, I had the pleasure of seeing, like, an interview with Aman Valani after the strikes ended and stuff. She was on, like, uh, Seth Meyers, I think. She was on there and stuff. And she's talking about working with Samuel L. Jackson. And what that's like, and everything like that. I'm here going, you see, if there'd been more of this to build up some hype around this film, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, I'm just really annoyed because I would love a sequel to that movie. And with the box office the way it is, I don't know if they'll do one. So that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ms. Marvel did well on TV, so we might get a a sequel or a second season of her series that would be nice that'd be nice i would uh i would happily accept that um one of the things i need to get around doing uh amon Vellani got a job with marvel so yeah. she's actually been writing the character um yep. she does have a co-writer but uh from the interviews i've read and everything uh her input is significant and that it sounds like she's actually a full partner as far as writing this stuff and the first limited series did well enough that they've greenlit a second one coming out next year mm-hmm. so you know and this is marvel uh these guys don't hesitate to cancel stuff when they don't make money mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the fact the fact that she's getting a second series is significant so yeah, so I'll have to get around to reading that. Um, I will just give a brief update on the whole Marvel Unlimited thing. I'm on April 2016 now. Uh, and I've set myself a goal. My goal is simply to read four comic books, four Marvel books a day. A day? And the, Yep. Oof, that's rough. Uh, I know on, on New Comic Book Day, that was pretty ordinary for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that the reason I want to do this, um, Marvel's output in that time frame is insane. Absolutely insane. The reason why I want to read basically 120 books a month is that I'll actually catch up by one month. (laughs) 
right right now during this part of marvel they're doing a a number of books that come out every two weeks okay they're doing a bunch of special books i'm currently reading uh assault on pleasant hill and that it was an avengers crossover uh there's a ton of different books out and basically they're putting out like 60 books a month Jeez. So if I read 120, I'll actually make some progress. <laughs> Otherwise, you're falling further and further behind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, That's funny. like I'd like I would like to eventually catch up to the modern day. You know, I mean, like I'm seven years behind. Mm -hmm. Well, over seven and a half right now, and uh, <laughs> I would like to eventually catch up. And this is apparently what I need to do to do it. So, well, good but, luck. You know, that's, that's not it's, something it's, I'd wish on yeah. my worst enemy. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, it's actually not that, it's, it's, it's really not that bad. Right. I mean, um, you know, new, like Pat was mentioning, New Comic Day. Back when I actually did that sort of thing, four books was like a slow week for me. And I would always end up devouring all the books on wednesday like i'd buy the i'd buy the books i'd read the books didn't matter whether it was four or a dozen and that so you know four 22 page comic books is not really no. you know that's that's 20 minutes to half an hour of reading right you know so it's not really a big deal it's just trying to stay consistent. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the uh, that's the issue. But yeah. Anyways, I've really been monopolizing the conversation, so we need to move on to somebody else. So I've been watching um, some crazy TV shows. Uh, there's one that just popped up on um, on Netflix. Uh, I think just just this past week called Obliterated, and I blew through that. It is wild like if you ever seen uh oh, yeah, team, my trailer team wow, america world police imagine team Haven't america seen world... it. heard a lot of it yeah I've heard so... a lot about it <laughs> oh you're talking team america the the, yes. the puppet movie well this yes. this is the puppet movie come to life um it's a special oh, forces team uh the team themselves don't necessarily get along always but uh, they always get the job done so anyway the, the first episode is them getting the fucking job done like they are on point and they are kicking ass and things are getting blown up it's awesome and then the second episode is them partying and then it turns out that what they thought they had accomplished they didn't and so now they have like 12 hours to fix it and they are coked out of their minds they're mollied out of their minds like they are fucking <laughs> tripping balls and somehow they have to get together and actually complete their mission it is i have not seen and and, and it's a super action movie right so you're expecting there to be uh, some blood some gore uh people are blowing up all that's there what i wasn't expecting is the amount of tits and cocks that i saw in this movie or in this show <laughs> but all in the first half like so by episode four it turns into like a serious action but like episodes two and three specifically is an obscene amount of um of male and female genitalia genitalia that surprised me uh, a great deal but i'm really glad i I've watched it and it's I've, awesome I've, 
I've got a quick question. Sure. Where was this made? Uh, it's an American because... production for sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. That surprises me because, like, uh, most American productions the past ten years have really shied away from much nudity in that. You know, like so. It nice to see somebody loosening up <laughs> this is pure american propaganda it's you know they're, they're, uh, maybe it's satirical they're constantly chanting usa usa like it, it is wild it's, well i mean like come on team well i mean like you compare it to team america yeah, world yeah, police yeah on purpose which is absolutely satire <laughs> yeah for sure you know <laughs> it is completely satire so this, yeah, what you're telling me here sounds a lot like satire. Right. Uh, they're they're a lot more competent than the team in Team America War Police was. Uh, they're like the they they have a sniper who's puppets, a, a but... fucking sniper. Um, there's a tech girl who can hack into anything. You know, there. And but the the important part is the character interactions, and they're really good. Okay. Go on. Like, it is uh, seriously though. Like you will be shocked. At, at how abrupt and and uh, how often the uh, the genitalia, genitalia comes out. Well, well, maybe maybe when I eventually get Netflix back again, I'll check it out. Yeah, don't don't watch this with your kid. No, no, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. Just to mention, I actually dropped Netflix. I wasn't using it enough. Nobody in my family was using it enough. I, I considered so it, them. and I probably would have if it weren't for the fact that my parents steal my account and use it when they're on the boat, and uh, I, I wouldn't want to deprive yeah. them of what little entertainment they have available to them on the boat. Dwayne, you're not going to watch Rebel Moon then when it comes out? Mm, no. Um, for one thing, for even for Zack Snyder, uh, the reviews are horrible. Oh, really? Like, uh, yeah, um, it's apparently the worst reviewed stuff he's ever done. But like you keep saying, don't listen to reviewers. Uh, hey, give give the first to, episode a when try. It, yes. When it comes when it comes to Zack Snyder, I'm willing to listen to reviewers because uh, my own opinion of the guy's work has been very very poor. So the fact that there's a bunch of reviewers say that this is really really poor um, doesn't really come as a surprise to me. Um, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not not superheroes, and he hates superheroes, so I'm willing to take uh, a look. I mean, like, I'm not, yeah. Well, the, the, the my um, my poor opinion of Zack Snyder dates back to before the Snyderverse and DC Universe and stuff like that. Um, I think it was you, uh, Mr. Ramsohoy, who got us out to Canada to see Sucker Punch. Oh, oh I, yes. I loved Sucker Punch. I thought that was a fantastic. I movie. hated it. I hated it. I hated every moment of it. I walked out of the theater going, "God, I wish I hadn't wasted my time." Mm -hmm. And I haven't cared much for Zack Snyder ever since. You know, I yeah. didn't mind three hundred. I I will admit, three hundred. I kind of liked. Yeah, three hundred was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so his movies yeah. are hit and miss. So sometimes they're yeah. good, sometimes so, they're god awful. Well, like, yeah, the most I, I did like Watchmen. Yeah, yes. Watchmen was good. It, it was a faithful adaptation. Well, faithful mm. as faithful as it needed to be to be a successful movie. Yes, or a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watchmen, I Watchmen, I was kind of meh on. 
One of the things that I need to do if I ever get Crave again is I need to see the show. I've it, heard excellent things yeah. about yeah, the show. That, that is tied into the comic much more than the movie. It, in yes. fact, it really doesn't have much of a tie to yeah. the movie at all. At all, no. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm okay with that. But yeah. So. Who was it that was talking again? It was Dev. It was Dev. Okay, yeah, we had, yes. We had, we had interrupted Dev. Yeah, there, there's, Sorry, Dev. there's uh, other than that, you know, um, we finished watching this uh, Australian show called Fisk, which is about this female, um, not lawyer, um, a lawyer, not detective, uh, who joins like this small probate law firm doing um, like wills and stuff for people. Like it's, it's it's really more of an absurdist comedy than anything else and it's it's really well done with dry australian humor so i really enjoyed that but i, I don't know if it, it would really be the kind of thing that most of our audience would be into it's not like sci-fi or anything but it, it's it's really well done if if you're interested in something that's a little kind of off the wall and zany um other than that i i started watching um blue-eyed samurai so normally i'm not an anime fan but uh i'm a sucker for anything samurai related and this is particularly well done. I only got it about, is an excellent uh, anime. Yeah. yeah, I've only got about three episodes into it so far, but um, so everything is going can't really wait for well. Shoko oh, it, oh, it's yeah, it's it's amazing. So uh, as as much as um, I'm looking forward to the new Shogun that comes out, I will happily sit down and watch the Richard like, Chamberlain Shogun <laughs> any day of the week. Like that is brilliant. Um, a brilliant uh, uh, TV show. Like it's it's probably one of my favorite limited series that, that's ever been created, up with Band of Brothers. It's that good. Yep. And you know, uh, the words "rating smash," I believe, apply to Shogun. Like this was this was back before, way before the current splintering of the viewing audiences. Yeah. And wow, did that 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 limited series rake in the numbers yeah oh yeah when it came out but but it's deserving like like the pro production yeah. quality is phenomenal even for mm -hmm. a 70s uh tv show or early yeah. 80s whatever it was uh, maybe yeah. you prefer a duck <laughs> that's why for those who's actually remember the series and read the book you know mm -hmm. I would... <laughs> yeah. no i have i've done neither I've done neither. I know of it as a part of pop culture, but I have never seen Shogun, and I have certainly never read the book. Oh, the book is phenomenal. Yeah, and and it's, it's, it's this is cold. a. Yeah. I but, read something good read read james clavel's uh, shogun yeah for sure I, I i really couldn't get into i tried to king uh read king rat which i think is his next movie and that yeah. that or not movie um uh, book in, in it's a, it's like a part of a series and i couldn't get into because it, it wasn't about samurai well you just need the samurai i i yeah that that's the the thing that really put me over the top oh that's why it. uh the last uh, samurai is your favorite tom cruise movie um, I, I will happily say Last Samurai is my favorite Tom Cruise movie of all time, and it's definitely in my probably top ten movies of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, part part of my issue is that I just have way too much stuff to read mm -hmm. right now. And that uh, for a period of like six weeks, it appeared like every two weeks Humble Bundle came out with a bundle of 
authors that I enjoy. Okay. And stuff. I actually had to deliberately not get a couple <laughs> um, the past little bit because it's like, no, no, it's it's too much, and that you know. So I've got like not even counting my library wish list, which is large, a couple of hundred books. Uh, I've got close to fifty books to read right now. Um, that I haven't, like, there's a few that I've read before, but most of them I haven't. Right. So it's like, yeah, nothing's, nothing's going on the to read pile for a while. Actually, <laughs> That's I've, for sure. I've also done a lot of audiobook listening, um, because my new, my new job doesn't really have anything for me to do. We're still kind of ramping up, um, getting a lot of people onboarded. So I've, I've yeah. had a lot of free time during the day. Uh, so I've been blasting through audiobooks while while at work and i mean i've gone through i think seven or eight of the jim butcher dresden files books Ooh, good. so i'm finally Ooh. caught up to um I, I don't remember the name of it but it's i think it's 14 out of the 16 that are currently out okay um and oh. they are phenomenal i love uh jim butcher and his uh and his entire dresden world that he's oh created. oh god 14 that's skin job. Yep, skin job. I finished. Oh uh, man, maybe, maybe I love one that too. book. That may be my favorite Dresden Files book of all time. Really? Because... I, I, I liked Ghost Story. That was weird and different. Uh, but yeah. So the the thing is, I love a good heist film. Right. And skin job is Dresden Files doing a heist film, <laughs> and it is just so well done. And that, and um, so, as I understand it, most of those Dresden audiobooks are done by James Marsters. Every last one of them, except for the side jobs, and uh, there's another anthology that he did that Jim Butcher does a couple of the, uh, the the small short stories, and then a couple other people do the short stories. But yeah, James Marsters are um, Masters Marsters. 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 Uh, yeah, he, yeah. that's Spike from Buffy, for those who are in the know. Yeah. Um, I love him as Dresden, and um, yeah. I don't want anyone he, else to do them. Yeah, um, you're not alone. He's developed kind of a, you know, fanatical following. Mm -hmm. um, there, the, um, I remember when they announced that he wasn't going to be doing, like, side jobs. Right. Or something. Or, yeah, is it skin job or skin game? I think it's skin game. But anyways, uh, they announced he wasn't going to be doing, uh, like, Dresden Files audiobook fandom kind of like, Exploded. you know. Yeah, reared up and like roared. Yeah, so um, so the ones that Jim Butcher does, those are okay. He Because he kind of gets the voice of the character. But there's one that someone else did, like a brand new person. And I, I couldn't I couldn't get into it. I can get past like maybe two or three lines. He starts speaking. He says one sentence. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. And I, I actually mm -hmm. stopped re listening to it. Yeah. But uh, you know what would be interesting to me? They'll never do it. But especially because Mar Marcius is so good with it. Mm -hmm. But if they had Paul Blackthorne do a Dresden Files audiobook, that would be interesting. Oh, because he played the uh, the the character in the TV show. Because yeah. he was the guy who did the the one season TV show, which and I actually I thought, really really liked. It was a good yeah, show. Yeah, and and having read all the books after seeing the TV show, mm 
Like I got, like I heard about the TV show, and that's why I got into the books. Right. Uh, he was great. Yeah. I mean, like the writing was good, and Blackthorn got the character for sure. You know, like he really did. So, um, so yeah, you know, it would be interesting to have him return to the role, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, uh, I will say. Peace talks and war crimes, man. You are in for a treat. If if yep. you haven't if you haven't read those yet, yeah, those, are, those are the only those are the only two left in my list. Um, I I couldn't get them in the normal way that I get them, so I'm actually gonna end up downloading them through Audible. But I've got the spare credits for it, so no problem. Yep, but uh, yeah, and it is really it's a two parter. I mean, like it is like the first real uh dresden files two-parter okay and that um although i suppose it can be argued that ghost story and uh winter night are kind of a two-parter yeah yeah because yeah. because they directly lead into one leads into the other yeah but this is this is like you know uh peace talks cliffhanger you know type type deal okay. it's why it's why he postponed the publishing for so long because he wanted to make sure that both books were published in the same calendar year. Okay. They were like six months apart. So yeah, but uh, but no, um, yeah, and audiobooks are kind of perfect for slow work days, right? Oh, they're absolutely fantastic for it. You just you you just have headphones on. Mm-hmm. There's nothing visible to say that you're you know listening to a book <laughs> you know yeah, people you could, just assume you you're just... listening to music or maybe an audiobook but yeah or not sorry a uh, yeah. podcast yeah you know but you're listening to an audiobook yep fantastic yeah and the other series yeah, is a uh, five-parter uh so it's not a trilogy but a five-part series uh about the heart striker clan which is a clan of dragons in a uh, world where magic has resurfaced um it's actually the the prequel series to the one I talked about about the Detroit Free Zone, where there was this girl who's a cleaner and and she ends up getting involved in this whole world of magic. Um, very very good series written by a uh, author named Rachel Aaron. She's her her writing is fantastic, and I've really enjoyed um, reading about the dragon clans and and their interactions with humans and other dragons. Do you want to start doing some five rings again there? Uh, I, no, that I, like fun. I don't. I don't think I'd want to do L five R, but I I may want to do something like Shadowrun, because this is literally a Shadowrun type world where it's modern day, but sixty years ago, all of a sudden, magic returned after this asteroid crashed into the into the planet, and kind okay. of reawoke magic. And I mean, so, look at uh, Shadowrun Anarchy. Then it's sort of a streamlined. Uh rule set for okay Shadow? i mean the original shadow run isn't a terrible rule set although really you could you could there's a um fantasy alternate add a plug-in that you could do for the old cyberpunk 2020 which mm-hmm. also recreated that kind of world or at least brought like supernatural creatures into the uh into the modern world of cyberpunk and i'm sure it, it wouldn't be too difficult to adapt that to say cyberpunk red which is my new current f- favorite system or the system i run seem to be running most mm. Just don't go into tr- the sewers, right, Patrick? Yeah. In Shadowrun, never go into the sewers. No. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should uh, throw, I should throw together. Um, there is a Shadowrun Fifth Ed 
game system mm -hmm. for Foundry, I should give that a try one of these one of these days. And that I've still got a number of Shadowrun missions adventures to run. No, because Mr. White would like to get back into action. Yeah, and I think uh, Mr. Gleason could be persuaded to uh, bring back his private detective. Yes. Who was like, how do, how do you deal with things? You hire others and get it done and don't have any combat. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking about this last time. My cyberpunk campaign is a lot like that, too, where the, the guys seem to be talking their way out of trouble way mm -hmm. more than actually trying to just go murder hobo and, and gun everything down. And it's, it's been fantastic. I'm really, yeah. really enjoying it. They have gotten into some combat. This last session especially, there was that quite a bit of combat. But for the most part, they... If they can, they tend to avoid it and just talk to people, which is a breath of fresh air. It's nice. Mm -hmm. well, especially when you're a character who's a, you know, a detective. Right. No real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have some oh, no. to you know, read people's minds. <laughs> yeah, I can tell if someone's telling the truth or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's in a combat, it's like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, your guy is a fair shot with a pistol. Oh, he is. He's slower you than... <laughs> yeah, he's certainly not a combat god. No. Yeah. But, like, like I said, it's just, you know, you do the, uh, the, the talkie and avoid the shooty. Hell, I think I made a netrunner yep. last time who doesn't even get into physical yeah. combat. Okay. Well, um, yeah, unfortunately, you made, you made the guy. I don't think you ever actually had a chance to play him. I played him in at least one session. One session needed one. Must have been one session because uh, I I remember I remember at the time uh, scheduling was a real issue with you. True. Like just whatever re for whatever reason when I was running, you never seemed to actually have the time, which happens. But uh, but yeah, I think I think there was like yeah you you played the ice cream shop thing. Yeah. Which was the. The kind of, uh, you know, get used to everything and then <laughs> nothing. But yeah, but no, um, I'd, I'd like to do that. Uh, but I might be a little busy running Pathfinder stuff over the next while because um, I got impulsive. Oh. And so um, I've, been, I've been running Abomination Vaults. Um, we've got a group of six players now and it's been going pretty well i think i think folks are having fun yep. and stuff and it's all because a lot of it is because of this fantastic premium foundry module um you know the the automation is fantastic the background music all this stuff um so the folks behind that have moved into the Pathfinder Society scenarios. And so they actually put out a subscription, all 20 uh, scenarios for the current season, season five. And then they put them on sale. They put the whole thing on sale for 15% off for Black Friday. And I bought it. So I've played two scenarios so far of the ones that are currently out which means now i'm happy to run them but there's like 20. there will be 20 before this is all said and done 
<laughs> and I and I own all of them to run on Foundry, and they are all going to be similar quality to the uh, Abomination Vaults thing. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to be busy with Pathfinder Society for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I need to get you guys into it. <laughs> Anyways, well, I do, yeah, I do have a Pathfinder Society character. I just. I've only put him in through uh, one adventure. Yep. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up um, something because uh, Dev, you mentioned an Australian series. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever checked out Tubi? No. Jennifer Jennifer so, has it hot linked on our uh, on our browser, but uh, I refuse to use it because I'm pretty sure it has ads, right? It does. Yeah. Although, I, I, the I, amount so of ads. Yeah, the amount of ads is not excessive. And the thing is, is that it's got a lot of grade Z stuff, but it's also got some odd stuff that you just can't find anywhere else. I mean, um, like, it has Adrian Paul's Tracker series. His, like, what he did right after Highlander. And it's a good show. It only lasted for one season, and then it vanished off the face of the earth. But this has the whole thing. It's funny. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring it up, it has the Almighty Johnsons. Now, this is not um, an Australian series. It's a New Zealand. It's a New Zealand series. And it's about this family of New Zealanders who are actually the earthly incarnations of the Norse gods. And it is amazing. Lasted for three seasons. And just utterly fantastic. And now it's available on this odd little ad-supported streaming service. And I highly recommend it. It is worth seeing. It is really worth seeing. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious show. So, yeah. Anyways, just had to bring that up. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, what about the rest of you? What have you all been up to? Uh, well, um, I uh, the one I want to talk about most is uh, Godzilla Minus One. Went to see that uh, last weekend. And, uh, oh, what yeah. was that like? Oh, it's everything you ever wanted in a Godzilla movie. It's great. Um, It does have a strong focus on the characters rather than Godzilla. I think you see Godzilla a total of four times, four and a half if you count, you know, how he uh, mutates into uh, the giant monster that wreaks havoc through the rest of the movie. Um, This movie was made on a $15 million budget, and it blows everything else Hollywood's been doing out of the water. Um, I also need to care about the characters. I was reading reviewers. They're saying... They oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. The, the big focus is on the characters. I mean, Godzilla is not just a metaphor for disaster, for nuclear war. He's also a metaphor for uh, PTSD for mm-hmm. one of the main characters. Yeah. But like I said, I like the Hollywood ones where you're like, oh, I don't really care about the characters. Cause yeah. More. These ones you're actually, no, I want to pay attention to the characters. I want to see what happens with them. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, highly recommend the movie. Uh, it's it's getting all sorts of award accolades, uh, which are well-deserved. Um, and so uh, hopefully this will uh, 
wake up Hollywood a bit and uh, and get them, you know, focusing on the storytelling more than the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's theoretically possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it makes money, it catches their attention. Yeah. Now, do yeah, they realize that's... why it's making money, or a lot of times, no. Yeah, They're, they 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 take the wrong lesson from it. Even with losing money, they sometimes take the wrong lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look look at Barbie. Mm-hmm. Highly highly successful movie. Like, made a, made a lot of stuff. Now, did Hollywood necessarily take the lesson that it's because you know, female driven story. Female director, everything like this. Uh, no, uh, there seems to be a bit of a movement. Make more movies based on toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I realized also Oppenheimer made a lot of money and there was no toys in that one, right? So maybe it's the fact that it's something new with character-driven stories that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, too radical. Yeah. <laughs> Are you speaking some sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like how every time a, a successful indie movie comes out, and they're like, "Why is it being so successful?" Well, gee, they've got a low budget. They've got to work on the character development more than anything else, and uh, people find that interesting. Yeah. Well, it's also too much CGI. Your brain knows it's fake. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Godzilla has a lot of uh, CGI in it as well. I mean, yeah, most well, yeah. of what you're seeing on screen at any oh, time oh, is yeah. is CGI. But. Um, I mean, more like for me that the Marvels. I hate the Marvel, like not the Marvels, but a lot of more Marvel movies because it's a whole bunch of CGI fighting. Yeah, and it's like okay, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is one reason why you should you should see the Marvels because the three-way fight scenes are phenomenal and it's all stunt work. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was wanting to talk about Blue-Eyed Samurai because I think that's an excellent uh, one on Netflix. Uh, the episodes, they vary a bit. Uh, the first one is about an hour, and there are a few that are only a half hour long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, you're going to want to dedicate a bit of time towards it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really well done, uh, it, especially as the uh, the main character kind of realizes that they're not really a samurai. Everyone's just sort of assuming that they're a samurai. Um, one, thing, uh, one, thing yeah, I, one, one thing I will say is, if you're going to watch the whole series, uh, and then you finish watching the first episode, skip the little, um, not recap, but uh, almost like a trailer that they added to the end of it for what's coming up throughout the season. It ruins so many of the, the cool surprises that are coming up. Just See if you can skip that. I, I mine accidentally stayed on because I was in the middle of putting together a uh, a cat tree at the time, and uh, I accidentally saw things that I wish I had missed. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking trailers trailer suck ass. I fucking can't stand them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anyone else seen Violent Night? That no, sounds that's... like something up my alley though. That's Gavin the uh, David Harbor Christmas movie. Yes, uh, Gavin and I watched it. It's hilarious. It's... I've heard well, a lot of good things the... about it. Yes, it did look very, very funny. I gotta say. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's well similar to uh, the idea of like what the the Fat Man movie with uh, Mel Gibson where he plays Santa Claus, or sort of like a more modern idea of Santa Claus. 
you know, losing focus with the world and everything. Uh, it, it's it's good. It, it's sort of uh, Home Alone meets Krampus, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, Home Alone does come up. Uh, it's it's told, and there, there's that in the story. Um, so I, 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 if you can, if you don't mind, a little bit of gore and silly violence, because like some of the times the violence is a little over the top craziness. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you get to see Santa Claus wielding a, uh, you know, sledgehammer, taking out bad guys. Skull okay. Crusher version two. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, uh, a Christmas movie I, a Christmas horror movie I enjoy is, uh, I think it's a Finnish movie, and it's called Strange Imports. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I, uh, or trying to get uh, to watch Krampus because it's like you know, another horror mm-hmm. one. Well, this one, uh, there's a, an American company that's uh, mining for oil or something, and uh, they happen to awaken Krampus. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. you've got the locals trying to deal with uh, what happened. Or actually, it's not Krampus that they awaken. It's Santa Claus, but Santa Claus is actually not something mm-hmm. you want to have around. He's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's using the uh, the elves to catch kids and so on. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, another show I'd like to talk about is uh, an anime that it's been out for a little while. I think I might have mentioned it a week or two ago, but now, you know, when I first met, or a session or two ago, but when I first saw it, I'd only seen the first episode, and now they're up to episode 15, and that's uh, Freerin Beyond Journey's End. Um, so the premise of this is the, the party has defeated the uh, Demon King, uh, so that's why it's Beyond Journey's End. So they it begins with the end of the big quest, and now you've got Freerin, who's an elf that lives thousands of years, uh, who was a part of the party, um, now realizing that uh, that she really didn't spend a lot of time trying to get to know these people that she spent 10 years with, right? Uh, for them, 10 years, that's a, that's a whole decade of your life. That's a big deal. But for her, 10 years was like an afternoon, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So she, did, she didn't get invested in her time with them. <clears throat> and uh, now she's starting to realize that, uh, you know, these were people that were actually worth getting to know. Uh, that she did this grand adventure with. And so uh, the rest of the series is her trying to uh, uh, get to uh, heaven, which is located in the north, so she can talk to the hero of the party, uh, a fellow whose name was Himmel. Um, and uh, and so she's gathering up this other party, who all happen to have ties with the old party in one way or another. Uh, and they're trying to journey up north to... Uh, to to do complete this quest, so they're basically retracing their steps uh, from the original adventure where the where the first party killed the demon king. Uh, it does some fantastic flashbacks. Now it is a slow burn anime. Uh, it does have some great fight scenes happening here and there, but for the most part, it treats things as slice of life, um, where you're just seeing what's going on in their lives as these people are actually making connections and so on. But uh, it's a really, really, really good one. Um, I would say if you ever saw Violet Evergarden on Netflix, uh, Freerun is is going to be a similar sort of an experience. So it's a much more emotional than uh, uh, adventurous kind of uh, episode or series. So if you have a chance to watch it, it's on Crunchyroll, so you'd have to subscribe to that. But uh, it's definitely nope. worth it. 
And Crunchyroll is available through Amazon Prime now. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, but it's an add-on, though, isn't it? It's an extra... Yeah, yeah, it's an add-on. So it's an additional $10 a month. Yeah, no, I've already got enough streaming services. Yeah. That, that's the big problem right now. There's, there's the, the streaming services all cost too much. And, you know, you get into a service for one or two shows that, you know, you'll watch it when it comes out, and then you ignore that service for the rest of the year until season two comes out or so on. Well, this is why I dropped Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like I, we've got uh, Disney Plus, and really, it's just for all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff that's coming out. Um, there's really not much reason to keep it otherwise. Yeah. Well, if I were to drop Disney Plus, my daughter would kill me. Well, yeah. Uh, if there's because, somebody in the household uh, who enjoys it, then it's worth yeah. Keeping. Because Percy Jackson is coming out on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll admit, I'm looking forward to that one myself. Wait, TV but, show or uh, movie? TV show. Oh, really? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Full, full involvement from Rick Riordan. Okay. Basically, Disney hired him as a consultant and moved him to Vancouver for like six months so that he would be on set and his input is everywhere and that. So, um, so yeah, he is, he is really excited about this. And I gotta, I gotta say the casting is fantastic. Um, the late great Lance Reddick has a, oh, really? has a big role in this. I believe he's playing Zeus. Um, and that, so he's in there. Um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is popping up as Hermes. Um, and, uh, what's his name? Edge, uh, the form, the wrestler and mm -hmm. that, uh, from Chris Haven, uh, is playing Ares. Okay. Yeah. So, like, like I really um, like the Percy Jackson movies, but I, I didn't realize there was a uh, TV show coming. Oh, uh, oh, uh, um, the, the movies are so bad. If you know if you know anything of the source material, the movies are so bad, just so so bad. <laughs> um, so really looking forward to the TV, to the TV show. <laughs> um, and that and that's Disney Plus. So, plus there is the small fact: um, it's now the new home for Doctor Who, at least the new stuff going forward. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not dropping Disney Plus anytime soon. Well, I'm not planning to drop it either, but I'm just saying there's not a lot I'm watching on it nowadays. I, you know, check it every couple of weeks to see if there's anything interesting that comes up in the uh, recently added file. Same same sort of thing going on with Netflix. Uh, I check it every now and again, but I'm not really watching it all that often. Um, oh, talking about things that recently dropped, uh, Fallout the TV series dropped onto Prime earlier this week. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, that's available if folks are interested in it. Yeah. Apparently, it's pretty faithful to the video game. Yeah. I've heard interesting things about that. I never actually played the video game. Well, neither have I, but uh, you know, if, if it's faithful to it, you know, kind of like The Last of Us is fairly faithful to the video game mm -hmm. as well. It, it's worth checking out, I suppose. Again, not a game I've played, but a show I'm looking forward to, to watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, 
I've uh, all the Pathfinder stuff I've been doing with Dwayne is uh, kind of getting me the itch to get back into my campaign. Now I know that's going to be a few years down the road, uh, but I signed up for um, a uh, an online campaign management uh, site called uh, World Anvil, um, and so I'm kind of working my way through uh, getting everything uh, set up on that so that I can show it to potential players uh, so that, you know, one, to remind the old players what was going on and to give the new players a chance to figure out what's happening. Because I'm assuming that uh, we'll still have the six from uh, from Dwayne's Pathfinder wanting to move on to mine when the time comes. Um, it's, so. yeah, it's a fairly easy system to work with. Um I'm uh, the bigger issue for me is just developing the content to put on it rather than uh, getting everything connected together. But it does it it basically is creating a wiki for your campaign. So uh, and it, you know at its base level it's free. If you're ever planning to create your stuff for selling one way or another, then you're going to have to pay for it. But uh, if as long as it's pretty pretty much private. Uh, you're not going to need any of the premium stuff for it anyhow, but as long as you're planning to keep it private, it uh, it's free. So, very good price. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that requires you to actually be creative, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is not my strength at yeah. all. Um, and that, like, give, give me, you know, a plot somebody else wrote and I do okay, but coming up with my own, no. Mm-hmm. Well, nope. related to being creative, um, there's uh, imagery for the campaign that I'm trying to find, and I can't find any existing art for it. So I actually uh, dipped my hand into a free um, AI art generator, um, and uh, it actually came up with something that I'm pretty happy with. Uh, Though it did take a few uh, tweaks to uh, my wording on my on uh, on the text yeah, that I was using point. to generate it, I but uh, it if I definitely think you know blood human creators are the ones to go to if you're wanting to do <laughs> wanting to do something for profit or you know you want really high quality. But if you're just a, a GM looking trying to get some sort of an image to yeah. set the mood for your characters on your private homebrew campaign. I think it's a worthwhile well, way of uh, getting yourself a bit of graphic content. Humans understand stuff the AI won't. No, that that is exactly true. I, I did one where it was like a drunken knight on a horse, mm-hmm. which I would have to explain to a human, right? Right. What it is. Yeah. AI did not do a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was. I was. Tr- well, the one that I did that I was satisfied with was basically just a scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a. a Basically, a okay. town scene with the well, basic uh, stuff like that is okay, but when you try to come yeah. up with like, like, oh yeah, because I uh, yeah. I was trying to uh, do an image for one of the NPCs that I have in the campaign, um, and it was coming close, but I'd always have things like, okay, there are two people in this image when I specifically said mm-hmm. I want a single person, mm-hmm. or why does this person have three arms? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, they've the, got a sword and a shield, but the sword is going through the shield. That's not what I want. <laughs> I said the the drunken knight and a horse was like it took me quite a while. I'm like in the end, I'm like you know what? I'm just gonna find something that's already probably on Google where it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, is. Pinterest is the if you're wanting to do characters, I think Pinterest is probably your best resource for it finding. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, for but you're like you said for doing a a scene like sunset scene or something like that. Exactly. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It does. The AI is doing a pretty good job with that. It took me a few tries, and I had to go through a few different of the free, uh, free um, sites out there. But uh, I did find one that I liked. Yeah. I, I, I just speaking of that though, recently because I, I was I use Scabbard instead of World Anvil. It's basically the same idea as World Anvil. It's it's mm -hmm. great advance uh, NPCs, items, and all that, and they can tie in together, right? So you can link them to each other. So if you're sort of like basically creating hyperlinks in your thing. Mm -hmm. so it's a whole bunch of Word documents, you can go there and just link them all together. But recently, I bought a old-school ruled notebook. <laughs> right. Because I'm going to be down in Waterloo uh, for the Christmas time, uh, mm -hmm. playing in person, and I'm like, well, for my Game of Thrones uh, campaign, I'm going back to old-school notepad. Because if you're going to be in person, I find that's actually much better. Oh, yeah. For me. Because uh, also then it's if they do something it's quick it's quick and easy for me to just do a quick little jot down note as opposed to okay I have to find the spot where they did this and then you know mm -hmm. either in roll twenty or VTT or, or scabbard okay create a new page add this or oh they want to meet this NPC oh shit I didn't have something for that NPC all right let me give me a minute while I go into roll twenty create mm -hmm. a new character add a picture whereas if it's you know a narrative it's like okay just quick here's a name here's a quick yeah. Oh, the, pe the 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 notepad is great for the GM keeping track of things for themselves. But oh, yeah. uh, if you're wanting to share, make the information available for the players to oh, be able to look at as they want to, uh, yeah. these campaign managers are actually a pretty oh, good much, idea. They're really good, yeah. Because also what's nice about them is you can have stuff that's secret or shared, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's nice because it's like, okay, here's, here's the character information, but here's the stuff that as a GM that I know that's, you know, What's and you could even do it for individual players, right? Mm -hmm. So there's something that this one PC knows that none of the rest of them know, yeah. but you can have them be able to look at that as well when they're looking at the same entry. Yes. Yeah. So that that is very useful that way. I like. I, I, no, I do like the, that they have that now, and it's the, the only worry it has is if they, they ever go out of business, then you're like, oh, shit. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like there's all that stuff I just put in there that uh, it's not. Mm. Uh oh. Well, World World Anvil seems to be big enough that uh, mm -hmm. that I think it'll be around for a while. There are some smaller ones that uh, that are not quite as good. There, there was one I can't remember the name of it, but when I was reading the description. It said that your content stays local to you, so that's a good that's, I, nice. that's a good thing too. Even if they do go under, you still have access to all your content. And the other thing, I mean, yes, you can do it yourself. It's just that it's handy because it's set it all up already. It's like, here's events, here's campaigns, here's PCs, NPCs, items, like all like places. Yeah. So it's all set up. So you can just easily go into, you know, oh, this is a new place. Boom. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the big things that I've been finding or that I did find was the players were forgetting things that happened to them. So there's a character that they met a while ago who was pretty important when they met them, but that was, you know, six months ago, and now when that character shows up again, they're like, who is this guy, and what did we do? Whereas if if they have access to this information, you know, they can just 
click and look it up oh, on. I mean, it's, that is also on Roll Twenty or VTT, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes oh, yeah. with Roll Twenty or VTT, even campaign building is if you meet so many people, it's hard to keep track of. Like that's one other thing too for those is is keeping track of how do you organize it, right? Because mm -hmm. like okay, these are NPCs they've met from this area. Now, do you set it up for that area, or do you set it up as a, these are contacts, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, well, if it's for the area, they can go there and look for it, but if it's a contact, th then there's just, like, all this list of names, and, like, where, where did I meet that person again? Yeah. Well, I, I try to do it for the either the event or the area, is mm -hmm. where NPCs for, for them to, you know, go and look at again. Mm -hmm. I find that makes it easier for them to remember what it's related to, as opposed to how this huge list of just NPCs that they've met. Yeah, yeah. Although, if it's properly organized, like, I really find the NPC list in Roll20 to be super useful if it's not just, like, a, a just a lump of NPCs all together in one. If you've got yeah, them broken okay, down into affiliation... What's that? We're, we're talking games like Paladin and Game of Thrones where there is... Yeah billions of NPCs. Yeah, but but usually they're associated with a specific family, or they're associated well, that, with a region. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, what I'm saying. that's why I break it into, for those ones where it's like, okay, if it's this house, or a banner house of that house, it goes there. Right, exactly. Whereas, then, yeah, then other ones like, okay, well that, that person is not associated to any house, but we'll put it for that event, so they know that poor area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. King's mm -hmm. Landing. Here's King's Landing stuff. But now I have to come up with a family tree as well of some of them. Which... Yeah. <laughs> and again, for most games, it's not important. Like, right. you know, Pathfinder, you don't really care about your family tree. You know, Cyberpunk, you don't care about your family tree. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones and Paladin, you really care about a family tree. Yep. Especially if it ends up with incest with your half-sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but if it's only doesn't, your half isn't that like, like that. not just like Tuesday in Game of Thrones? <laughs> or... yeah. I mean, it's proud of it's just one of those ones. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like so. I have to come up with that. I've got a basic one down for some of, for the 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 PC house. So it's it's good enough that um, if they start getting into okay, who's my great 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 grandfather? It's like okay, write something up yourself. <laughs> like in this case, I don't care. <laughs> it's that far back. Just make something up. Go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Gavin and I have also started. We started watching the. You'll love this one. They're dev. Universal Soldier one and two. I really like the original Universal Soldier. I don't remember anything about two. Two was got weird. It ended up sort of being like Lawnmower Man sort of idea, where okay. the computer's brain got put into a specially built Uni Soldier body. That almost sounds like. Um... Uh, Robocop too as well. Robocop, yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was. I mean, it's Michael Jai. Michael Jai White. Michael I love Jai White. Michael Jai White. Yeah, well, he's great in it. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, but you're sitting there going, like, wait, so this massive computer AI became a super intelligent, and then took over the Universal Soldiers, then put himself into the body. <laughs> yeah, it's the first one's good, but with Dolph Lundgren in that. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one's sort of like, eh, we were going to watch a third, but then we switched to Violent Night instead. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched Talk any. about 
Is that Talking about a blast from the past, though. Universal shoulder? Holy cow. Like, yeah. That's that's going back a ways. Boy, especially when you look at Dolph Lundgren, it's like, oh, wow. He, is, <laughs> he was younger, too, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the muscles from Brussels. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, he's got to have his butt scene. Oh, Here's every movie he's in. Butt. Here's my naked butt. Kind of like Tom Cruise running. Has to happen in every Has movie. Has to happen, mm-hmm. yep. I haven't watched too much, so I've been working a lot of overtime the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Which is good, because it means I get next Friday off, so I can leave early to go to Waterloo, but... Mm-hmm. So are you gone the whole week uh, over Christmas? Yep. Okay. Yep. There is a whole bunch of board games, game, tabletop games, card games, and role-playing sessions planned out already. You know what you should do? This almost sounds like a cottage con. You should do a special report from uh, from the from visiting the buddies. <laughs> well, I could do one for after the Game of Thrones if you want. Well, just just do what a generic one at the end of the generic at the end of the trip the before one. before you head back. I'm uh, remember the days when I was doing Pendragon guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a similar thing. It's like Game of Thrones where it's gonna be like, okay, you and I are having a private conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about uh, Babylon Five? Babylon 5. Oh my god, that one was crazy. Babylon <laughs> 3, yes. It's like, you don't need to be here. What do you mean I don't need to be there? I'm the GM. Nah, nah. You're not... <laughs> no! No! <laughs> uh, but actually, there's a game I want to try. Uh, I picked it up in, when I was up there in Jul- Jul- August, but I haven't, had... I, the box. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I don't know, Dev, are you familiar with Shadows of Brimstone? systems the games shadows of brimstone i don't think so there's a whole bunch of different ones it's basically a board game table sorry tabletop game if you will um and there's map tiles and there's different ones there's like there's a uh western one there's an asian one and uh and this one's a gates of valhalla so basically it's you get characters you go through there's a mission you have to do there's map tiles as you go along and there's a countdown before you know the whole evil falls apart. Okay. So there's a bunch of them. Uh, I think you'd actually like the. I think there's a Japanese one. Can't remember. But they're actually pretty interesting. Like you, you get to put the miniatures together. The miniatures are pretty uh, well done. Um, so I'm hoping to be able to play that when I'm down there. Mm-hmm. I think you, you'd like it there. Uh, it's similar, not quite like uh, Frost. Fro- Frost. Oh, Frost Haven or whatever it is—is is Frost Haven? No, it's Frost. Oh, well, there's what? there's Gloomhaven and then Frost Gloomhaven, Haven. Yes. Frost Haven is a new version that just came out. Yeah, so it's similar to that, except it's not as as big as Gloomhaven, where you have mul- you know multiple multiple different uh, missions and stuff. Okay. But it's it's one of those ones where because it's map tiles, as you go along, it changes every time. Okay. Right. So, and of course, this one's Vikings because why not? Yeah, I'm sensing a theme when you go to visit these guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all Viking fans, so what yeah. can I say? Mm. Speaking of which, though, I'm going to have to bail. Okay. Oh, that's uh, right. You have your... I have the game. Uh, we're playing Old School Essentials. Um, so Old School Essentials, for those who don't know, is basically the first box set of D&D with up-to-date modified rules for a whole bunch of different genres. There's one okay. for Westerns, and this one is actually, it's basically the same character 
if you will, as the box set. Uh, but they have expanded it. So now you can have uh, assassins, you can have druids and other sort of stuff, but it's still based on the old school essentials, which is basically like, you know, hey, here's your T6 hit points and tacos and stuff like that. Well, before you run off, I got to ask, this was more of a news and rumors thing, but uh, have you heard about the Hasbro layoffs? And what do you think? I haven't heard about them. Oh, Hasbro laid off uh, 1,100 people. And a good chunk of them are, not the majority, but a good chunk of them are Wizards of the Coast, primarily art department people. And, uh, oh, why can I say I'm surprised at big corporations doing that? Yeah. Trying to uh, make the company uh, um, healthy they again. Just, they just had Barbie, which was their thing. No. Uh, no, no, no. Barbie is Mattel, Has not, not Hasbro. Yeah. No, but Hasbro had the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Which helped, but it also had the OGL. Well, they fucked up big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's also there's like more profits all the time. Yeah. Plus, yeah. they did these layoffs like two weeks before Christmas. Well, exactly. Again, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're get good news. You're going to have more time with your family over Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, do we get winter for Christmas bonus? That is your Christmas bonus. You can spend more time with your family. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're welcome. Hey. Yeah. Uh, well, no, and uh, no, yeah, no, no severance package. package. You no, know, they're going to get a severance package. There will be some. Well, uh, from the sound of things, there there wasn't. It oh, was really? Just, you're you're being let oh, go now. There's a lawsuit happening. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, well, it is in, is it in California. No, they're based out of uh, Rhode Island, I believe. Oh fuck! Well, they're screwed. Yeah, but again, like I said, I'm unfortunately not surprised at that because it's mm -hmm. just. Well, look at a whole, a whole bunch of other ones too, right? Like, hey, we're laying people off because we need to make money, but you're a multi-billion-dollar company. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Hasbro is, but uh, it's one of the biggest game companies in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they still makes they sell a lot of money. It's like, yes, you lost. Well, they lost money with uh, D and D. Well, the, their months. their stocks dropped like twenty uh, percent over 2023 so they yeah. they had a bad year for well, sure I, part of it was, it was the D, D beyond and all that sort of stuff or OGL. yeah yeah everyone's like hey i'm subscribed to D D and beyond wait no i'm canceling my subscription because of ogl yeah and they never which is weird because again i bring up games workshop learned years ago that hey the creators are your meat and bread butter yeah don't piss yeah. off your fan base and yeah. Games Workshop learned, and now they, you know, they, now they have you. They let people have YouTube and a whole bunch of other stuff, to, you know, to promote their their product for free. Mm -hmm. And then here's Hasbro going, no, we want to fuck every other third party company out there. So, they can't. yeah, it's like, yeah. So wait, I'm a third party. I want to use some of your rules, and I have to pay you. I have to pay you not only the right to do that, any sales or Kickstarters I do, you get a percentage of as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're still suffering from that, recovering, trying to recover from that, so. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, if I don't chat with you, uh, happy holidays, merry Yule, merry Christmas, and happy new year. And all, that all of that right back at you. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> oh, crap, I got it. Okay, oh, well, I think that, that leaves Paul as the only one we haven't really heard from yet. 
Yeah, Paul, what have you been up to? Uh, what have you been up to, Paul? <laughs> um, what I've been up to. Speak, man, speak. <laughs> um, work's been giving me no ends of stress, so uh, it's been it's been rough. The management dude, and I can't much about except just smiling. So that's mm. been giving me a lot of stress. Um, I've tried to play video games to alleviate stress, <laughs> and that's not working. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just a lot of stress, but um. What's going on right now is we've got a lot of the stuff grinder going on. So okay, so uh, Paul, you're cutting in and out. So yes, yeah. I know. I just I just realized that, so I just fixed my headset here a bit. So um, so you were saying something about the meat grinder? Yes, I've been. I've got a bunch of the tools in position. We uh, I have also purchased a lot of the wood, and now it's the design phase. Okay going to be starting the cutting very short just sort of waiting till uh christmas week i guess the week between christmas and new year's because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i've i booked that time off so and pat's not going to be here to distract me nice mm -hmm. so i hopefully will get a fair bit of that done because i'm not going to be going to my parents place and dealing with my uh in-laws not in-laws but my like my sister's family are coming from Montreal for that week <laughs> but I can't be there every single day so I'll have a lot of free time to start working on so that's I'm pretty much just doing the designing I kind of want to do like a base and then we're going to get in touch with the people doing the 3D um, printing uh, to do all like what I call like widgets things that are going to give it the more hammer feel if you <laughs> And uh, then I can attach all of that to the base or, or whatever um, base that we design for it. So I guess we're, I don't know if I've talked about what it's going to be like. We're kind of going with like a, a ruined Gothic cathedral basic. Okay. And, Sounds uh, cool. Yeah. I, at the place where I got the wood, we were looking at like acrylic tiling that they had there. For like glass stained windows and so forth? Yes, but we found stuff that look almost identical to pictures I've seen of like warp storms. Okay. So we're th so yeah we're thinking like there's like this major warp storm in the atmosphere around the planet that this thing is on, and it's you're gonna be able to see that through stained glass windows. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it just the idea of it. I was just picturing in my head. I'm like, oh, that's gonna look cool. <laughs> so I kind of want to play around with that, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, an open-top um, cathedral-type uh, appearance with sort of like the main floor of the, the cathedral battle arena, basically, with the altar at one end where I don't know if we're going to put a combination like dice tower to roll the dice in or some sort of tray or something. I'm not sure yet, but mm -hmm. that's, ide that's ideally where you're going to roll the dice see how your feet sounds good mini. so yeah that's kind of what i'm doing right now i'm mostly focused on that and uh when i'm not distracted by work <laughs> <laughs> as for like movies and things um i can't say i've been doing much uh i've still been listening to countless hours of uh critical role at work 
because I've got lots of free time to do that at work. And I'm starting in 2018 in their backlog, and each episode's about four hours long. Yep. So I've got quite a while <laughs> to, <laughs> to go through. I didn't start in their, their first campaign. I started in their second campaign. Because the first campaign, they basically turned it into two, an two seasons of an animated TV show. So mm -hmm. I figured I've already seen most of that. So I was like, there's no point in diving into things that I already know how the story is going to end. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I started in their second campaign. Um, quite enjoying it. it it really does take up a lot of my time um, or my free time listening to it which is good because i get bored otherwise and uh it's almost like book like an audiobook kind of their their production's pretty good so that they, they tell a good story and you can follow it in your head <laughs> and uh i'm learning a lot about the rules of D, &D. <laughs> <laughs> things i things I, I never knew how to play that to play that game specifically before like I, mm -hmm. we've always been either like Pendragon or something else never really never really D, D. and i first sort of dabbled into that in baldur's gate but even they sort of have changed yeah. their rules a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh being able to listen to this podcast is sort of you know i kind of got a grasp on the rules for D, &D so well it is D, D that they're doing in their second season because i know that they started with pathfinder first edition mm, quite possibly but like i said i i've only jumped in on their second with season the one they season. they did pathfinder to start but then they switched to the D, D. oh okay yeah. okay yeah because i do remember like they do uh inspiration wasn't really a thing i don't Not in, I because they're not doing fifth ed, so mm -hmm. not yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure which edition they're doing, but I don't think inspiration is a. Th I know that's 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 really a fifth ed thing. That wasn't really before that. It was just advantage. So. Mm -hmm. They had, I guess, is inspiration similar to like the luck feat? So you can spend luck points to, do an additional roll. Yeah. No, nothing. Uh, I'm nothing. not familiar enough with 5th edition to be able to say. Because, no. like, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, that's that's sort of um, that's sort of the route that it's going. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Sounds cool. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. And to be honest with you now, Pat's down here across the room, so he's <laughs> so loud. That it's going to ruin any any recording that you get from my end. That <laughs> sounding like just an excuse. No, no, no. I'm just telling you exactly what's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and cons considering I can hear Pat in the background, yeah, like, like mm -hmm. your 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 point is taken, sir. Yeah, well, he's 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 gaming now, so and he gets very um, animated, 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 and loud. There, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably best I skedaddle if we're doing a recording. Knowing, knowing your plans, it should have been you that went upstairs and Pat staying downstairs. Yeah. But that would actually well, make sense. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, we didn't think that far ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't planned. <laughs> anyway. 
So yeah, but I don't. I was the last one to talk anyway. There was not much else to say other than unless you wanted Gavin to throw in some. Oh yeah, for for sure. Let's let's hear from Gavin too. The um, if you have anything. I know. I know you and Pat have been watching um, bad, like terrible movies. Uh, oh other, yeah. Other than very that, terrible movies. Other than that, what else have you been up to? I've uh, been reading the Dragon Riders of Pern books. Oh, I Ooh. I read That's the shit out of those cool. when I was younger. Those are good, actually. I'm, I think I only uh, have the first one. So, oh, uh, no, those I'm, are the Anne McCaffrey books, aren't yep. they? Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, no, I've I've got like four or five of those. Those are good. I'm currently on Dragon Drummer, which is the third one in the dra uh, the Dragon the Dragon Singer Return. I it's a, a trilogy that takes place between um, White Dragon and the one before that one. Okay. Okay. Sounds interesting. Uh, I've never actually read any of McCaffrey. Oh, they're actually really books. One of those. I, one, I one have of the read things the stuff, but not, not the Dragon Rider stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was yeah. just going to say, it's one of these series of books that I've, you know, been aware of for a very long time. I just have never actually read any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it's... one of her short stories once. Oh, no, these, these are really good books. Like the uh, drag, Dragon Song, Dragon Singer, and Dragon Drums is a trilogy that takes place right after Dragon Quest, which is book two, and The White Dragon, which is book three. Because there's a lot of overlap in going on in the world between it, it, during Dragon Quest D3. And I've started reading the Dragon's Dawn, which is the the, the book about when everybody arrives at Burn. Mm. And playing a lot of Wildlands, uh, watching shitty movies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not a whole hell of a lot going on in my life other than that. I mean, I, I listen, like I've been listening to the Dragon Rider of Burn as an audio book because uh, it's, what, it, it, it's something I can do while I go over and, and do my chores at the uh, local strip mall mm -hmm. doing the garbage cans and stuff like that. So, I'm not mm -hmm. actually face first in my phone while I'm doing shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Only downside is is uh, I can't uh, listen to them when I go to bed because they just keep playing, <laughs> and I end up waking up and it's like I'm on the third book. What the hell? <laughs> so I've actually had something similar happen to me when I, uh, I, I, I tend to listen to these audiobooks sometimes when I'm playing video games or something or just. Um, not watching a movie, obviously, because you're concentrating on storylines, but I, I find myself kind of nodding off and then like, damn it, I missed like two chapters and I have to go back and, and figure out where, what what's the last thing that I remember? Yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I've been avoiding that. And I've been uh, playing um, the original Baldur's Gate mm -hmm. on my tablet. That's a little difficult to do because, you know, all the buttons are so small. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of wildlands. 
Which is uh, the with, Tom Clancy shooter game, right? Ghost, Ghost Recon, yeah. yeah. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, dealing with a lot of hardware failures on my computer, but... Yeah, you've been having a lot of problems. Well, you're dealing with a guy who doesn't have the money to replace items. Sure. And everything I own is like eight to ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. Uh, it's one of those, oh, it's failing. Gee, I wonder why. It's ten years old. Mm -hmm. So other than that, you know, busy as usual. That's all I gotta say. Okay. okay. Now, what so, about? Um, do we have any news and rumors? Anything you guys want to talk about? Upcoming stuff? Well, the only thing that I've got is what I brought up with the Hasbro. Mm -hmm. Hasbro layoffs. I already brought up mine, which was the meat grinder. Blame? Um. Not much, really. Uh, I brought up Percy Jackson, which is coming out, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it all came up in our regular conversation. The main thing I'm currently looking forward to is the re or, uh, the, the newly released date for Dune, which once again got pushed up, um, yeah. I think, by a month. So we're, we're looking for it in, I want to say, Is February? it a month or is it just a few weeks? But, yeah, it's going to be end of February, March. Yeah, end it? of February instead of uh, middle of March. Yeah. So that's that's really the next big thing on my on my list. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'll definitely be in theaters and probably IMAX as well. D Dune is a, is a theater movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll have to find some time to uh, to rewatch the first one before going into the second movie. Well, it is on Netflix. It is on right Netflix. Now. That's true. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess with that, uh, there's not much more to say other than uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah. Talk to everyone in the new year. Yep, yeah, for sure. Good. Definitely. Yeah, even Pat's saying bye over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.